Hi guys, welcome to the second episode of Social Football, and uh, it's been a very long while since I've recorded my first episode, which was at the end of the winter transfer window, and since then I've been loaded with academic work and schoolwork and all of that and SAT, so I've been gone for a while, but now I'm trying. Uh, I'm gonna try to start uploading uh, regularly and. Uh, I hope you have a lot of fun. Uh, as you know, there uh, it's been a while since the since transfer news and all these things have been popping up, but it's actually been a very short time since the transfer window actually opened. Uh, it's just that there was a lot of free agency deals that, uh, like Rudiger and Christensen and I don't know Bubakari Kamara and. Those big names uh, going on free agency, so uh, uh, by the Bosman rule, you can ha- uh, you can have contact with another club uh, six months from the moment you have six months left on your contract. And I guess that's why it feels like the uh, transfer window has started so a long time ago, but it's actually started very recently and... The deal I want to talk about is the Rafinha deal uh, between Chelsea, which is the club I support, and Leeds, and the kind of the noise that's coming out of the deal. Uh, so, so first, it's said to be agreed that uh, Chelsea uh, went for Rafinha, and they paid sixty million. They offered sixty million euros, uh, sixty to sixty-five, uh, and it was. It was Leeds. Uh, they had an agreement from the club side, but as you know, Rafinha. There has been news that Rafinha has agreed to personal terms with Barcelona for about five since last February. So it's been a while since they have already set personal terms. But at the moment, Barcelona are in a very dire financial situation and. They can't even register the players that they already have, like Kessier, uh, Frank Kessier from AC Milan. Uh, they he just came and Andreas Christensen from Chelsea. Uh, so looking at the situation of Barca, and even though they, it said that they, uh, they sold their assets like a radio broadcasting uh a faction of their radio broadcasting system and something else it still said uh it still said that uh Barcelona are in a very bad financial situation because of all the debt they accumulated throughout the last two years under Bartomeu and i mean it's been a tough tough time for Barcelona so it's very ironic that because Barcelona is getting linked with everybody. Lewandowski, uh, they're going for Aspilicueta and Marcos Alonso, Jules Kunde. They're even said to, uh, they're even said to be close to finalizing a deal with Usman Dembele, whose contract is, at this point in time, is he's a free agent and he has no club because his deal, uh, his contract ran up to uh June 30th and uh it expired starting uh July 1st so 
but uh, from a lot of sources, I hear that uh, they're actually very close to finding an agreement between player and club. So uh, as a Chelsea fan, it's kind of unfortunate because Dembele and or uh, our wingers have haven't been consistent all the time. To be harsh, I would say they were never consistent. Ziyech, Pulisic, and I don't know, Adul- oh, Callum hudson Doyer. He he hasn't been playing this season because of injuries. But I mean, I think there's news that he has shown up only after one week of break, which shows his mentality to succeed. So I feel good about it. Uh, he just needs to prove it, but. I mean Barcelona they they're getting linked with all these players and yet everybody knows that they're in a bad financial situation so I don't know it's a very confusing situation but Rafinha is so Chelsea and Leeds have agreed a fee and they have an agreement in principle but uh Leeds uh so the proposal was a hijack so it was better than Arsenal's proposal proposal and Barcelona's proposal because Barcelona don't have money and the only way they can make that money is by selling Frankie de Jong Jong, but uh, I mean for Frankie just to get another winger you sell one of your key players that I don't think that's and Xavi has uh, Xavi has said to really adore de Jong so I'm not I'm not sure, like, it's a very ambiguous situation, that's for sure, uh, and, I mean, it it seems like every Chelsea target is also on Barcelona's list, it's just getting scary at this point, so, Rafinha and his agent, who is Deco, uh, who is a former player of both FC Barcelona and Chelsea, are, uh, is negotiating, uh, with and talking to Rafinha and the clubs, but uh, there was news that he was sport, uh, spotted uh, it going into Barcelona's office, and I don't know. I think he it might have been to go check if they can actually finalize a deal, but I think at this point in time, Rafinha is just wasting time because he's the, he, the club is not budge, budging to receive another deal that's under the money they can make but uh i would say that the budget i mean the wages you can earn much more wages at chelsea than you can do at barcelona they're taking a wage cut so that's very ironic i guess being a brazilian it would be a dream to play for not only a brazilian just anybody playing for barcelona and real madrid top clubs i understand but the situation they're in, uh, it's a very unrealistic situation, which I think Rafinha should just accept his fate. And I mean, going to Chelsea is not a bad thing in terms of a career. In terms of your career, because you win a trophy almost every season. It's, it's like it's weird to not get a trophy. So, I mean. In terms of your career, I think Chelsea, uh, coming to Chelsea has much more benefits than going to Barcelona. So we'll see further news in the coming days. And yeah, this is my 
uh, summary on the Rafinha deal, and I hope you liked it. Thank you for listening, and I'll come back with episode three.